This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. Well, good morning to you. We are at the Somerset Show at the Healing Waters booth. It's Saturday morning, checking in with Dan Morgan of Project Healing Waters. How is your show so far? It's going great. It's going great, Rob. Any new and exciting things this year? All sorts of new and exciting things. We've got, got buffs. We've got uh, fiberglass rods, suggested donations, 50 bucks. we got some old hardy reels and a whole, a whole bevy of Project Healing Waters branded stuff. And some day-old donuts, but... People don't know that. Right. And old old coffee, too. I figure the mothballs to our left have probably impregnated the donuts, and they're probably in a state of permanent animation, and they can be eaten whenever. Absolutely. Absolutely. It spices things up a little bit. So once you're in the show, anything interesting you found so far? Not really. I've, I've been rolling around uh, talking to some of our great supporters, uh, volunteers, supporting companies. Uh, good to see faces after, uh, you know, it's been a year since we've seen them all. Any donations from the supporters, and what are they committing to? And, and let's name them. So we've got a great, great initiative that we're working on right now. We're having some some notable people tying up flies for Healing Waters that we're going to be auctioning off. Uh, so we're going to have some red, white, and blue Clousers tied by Bob Clouser himself. Uh, we've got some flies coming from Lefty, Dave Whitlock, uh, all, you name it. They're tying flies for us, and we're going to be be auctioning them off in the coming months on our on our eBay uh, nonprofit site. Where can we find that eBay nonprofit site? Uh, the links are listed all over uh, all of our social media sites, so Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, uh, and via our website. What's your plan for lunch today? I don't really know. Jersey salad, probably. Jersey salad, it is. All right. Well, I'm going to go into the show and. Try not to spend more money. Um, might have to leave my wallet here. We'll see. All right, Dan, thank you. Thank you. 
So I'm over at Allen again. I'm looking through some hooks, and Dave Kyle from PA Fly Fishing checking in. How are things going? Doing really well. Thanks a lot, man. Having a good time. Been here for two days. Uh, yesterday was really good. Today's even busier, so we're having a lot of fun. Fantastic. Well, since you found me in the show, I'm going to give you the same offering I gave my Instagram followers. So hold on a second. Lancaster, I suppose, as well. Yeah, so we're talking Lancaster. I will be tying at Lancaster this oh, year. Your own booth? My own booth. So I'm grabbing some Allen hooks to show people their hooks while I'm there. Sounds cool. What else is going on for you today? Didn't sleep last night, so I'm walking around and trying not to spend too much. Yeah, I've already done that. I already caught, caught myself uh, spending way too much. Bought some flies. We're in the, the, the tie, uh, fly tying area. A bunch of good guys over there. So it's been a good show. Fantastic. All right. Well, go walk around and enjoy. All right. We'll catch up with you later on. Thanks, Rob. Okay. So now we're at the Cheeky booth checking in, and there's some pliers here. Scott, talk about these very lightweight pliers. Absolutely. So we're launching this new set of Cheeky pliers in February. We've been working on them for about eight months, the idea being to develop a set of pliers that is really heavy-duty, durable, but lightweight and a little less obtrusive in size, so it's great for saltwater, freshwater, and can run the gamut. We've got cutters and replaceable tips, so uh, they'll last a lifetime. How much do they weigh? Um, They only weigh about three ounces, so uh, it doesn't uh, add much to your, your setup when you're on the water at all. Anything new with the reels since uh, we checked in with Vegas? Um, it's about, what, 80 degrees difference than last time I saw you? I know. I know. Well, we've got the whole lineup in silver. I'm not sure if we had those when we talked to you last, and we've got a couple new uh, designs in the works, but uh, really focused on our core line of reels and, and pushing those into the market. Fantastic. All right. We'll check with you next time. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right, so let's catch up with Greg Senyo here from Steelhead Alley Outfitters. Um, first, I noticed your vice is backwards. What's up with that? I'm a southpaw. All right. Um, so what are you tying up? Let's talk about some of the new products, Predator Wrap, everything else that's making Marcus quite happy over at Hairline. Yeah, I mean, Predator Wrap, um, you know, we just wanted a longer flash kind of Polish chenille type thing on one side. It's got, it's got a nice little cord. Uh, easy to tie. It's made so we can taper it, so you can use it for different species. So, you know, the musky guys have been happy with it because they can use it long. Bass guys like it because they can taper it and mix it in with the materials. And, you know, as a steelheader, you know, I get to uh, blend it with a bunch of my different brushes. And you know, just give me a more translucent, a lot more movement profile without using so much material. What have you been tying up while you're here? Uh, everything. Uh, Tropic Thunders. Predator Scandies, AIs, all you know, stuff guys have been asking for lately. AI was picked up by Orvis this year, so that's in the catalog. Yeah, it was picked up by Orvis. They did a few of the colors uh, that were real popular, and it's been pretty much a top seller in the Great Lakes for us. And you know, we're glad that they're they're picking it up. So it's going to help take some of the load. Any new things down the line you're working on for next year that you can talk about? Yes and no. We'll go with that. All right, let's take a look at your flies. Um, you also have the synthetic jungle cock. Yeah. How does that compare to the, the natural nails? Well, the natural nails are getting harder to get here in the United States. I mean, for the most part, they're illegal. You can't import them. So what's here, you know, if it's stamped and it's approved, you can use it. But it's so readily not available. So we did the real fake jungle cock eyes. Uh, Marcos brainstormed behind that and... It's great. It's two-sided, a bunch of different color versions, matches in well, and it's very durable. So we're pretty happy with it. You've got some people here, so I'll let you get back to time and talking, but 
Yeah, the people that listened to the Salmon River trip just knew how much intruders worked for us. So um, that's 100% thanks to you. Well, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Always appreciate the support. I enjoy what I do, and I'm glad people are finding uh, it useful. And just go to hairlinedubbin.com, and he's got his own page for the products, and steelheadalleyoutfitters.com. Sounds good, man. Thanks so much, Rob. Hey, dude. So we have Ingo with IcelandicFlyFisherman.com. Let's talk about what it's like fly fishing in Iceland. What's your, your speech that you give people when they ask what it's like fishing back home? Well, it's pretty good, actually. Uh, we have probably uh, one of the best uh, Atlantic salmon uh, rivers there are. We have about 100 rivers, and uh, out of those 100, we've picked our 10 favorites, and that's what we are offering here at the show. And what kind of fish do you have? Atlantic salmon and some uh, browns and some Arctic char and some sea run trout as well. But we're mostly offering Atlantic salmon. And specific types of flies, you've got the double hook. Is that to keep when the salmon jump just to stick it better in them? Well, we use uh, double hooks mostly and uh, they sit pretty tight. And we use uh, small flies, strong hooks and riffle hits is pretty popular as well. And what's the seasonality of fishing in Iceland? The season? Well, it's pretty short, and it's mainly uh, the summer months, so it's June, July, August into September. But the prime season, the best dates to go is like uh, end of June until early August. And it's true what they say about the women? They're <laughs> all just absolutely gorgeous? They're pretty nice. They're nice. And if I'm just staying over uh, with maybe a short layover in Reykjavik, are there things to do close to the airport if I don't get out and fish? Yeah, there are, there are a lot of tourist attractions. Even if you have just a few hours, you can go to nice places like the Blue Lagoon or, uh, you know, go sightseeing for a few hours. Things are pretty expensive. Like a beer there is, how much is that going to run me? Well, that's probably going to cost you like uh, $5. I can deal with that. So, all right. Where can we find you online? Well, we're online at... Uh, icelandicflyfisherman.com it's pretty long but <laughs> you'll find it alright listeners go look at it and call up Ingo if you want to go fishing there thanks so much thank you so we're now with uh, Lobstick Outfitters in Petersburg, New Hampshire with Bill let's talk about you, you, you Pittsburgh, can, New Hampshire? Pittsburgh, New Hampshire. I don't know. It was a long night. I didn't sleep. It's not that I didn't, it drank too much. It's I didn't sleep. So tell us who you are, what you guys do, and what as the head guide that requires. Uh, well, we, I'm Bill Berner. I'm the head guide for Lobstick Outfitters. We're up in Pittsburgh, New Hampshire. Uh, we won the 2013 Orvis Endorsed Outfitter of the Year last year. We have, uh, we're the headwaters of the Connecticut River. We uh, fish a lot of the tributaries and a lot of the main stem in between the lakes. We have uh, landlocked salmon runs, brooks, browns, rainbows. Uh, we do everything from wade trips to uh, drift trips. What kind of boats are you guys running? Uh, we run Clackacrass. You know, we're, you know, it's either you know, we're pretty faithful to that brand, and they've always treated us pretty well. So, so they're great boats. They're great boats to guide out. You know, they carry everything you need, and and then a lot more. So I just got a stealth craft coming my way. So one. I bought nice one. Boats, yeah, man. I bought about. Really nice looking boats. I know you listeners are tired of hearing this, but a drunk driver hit my drift boat when it was parked in virginia on the shoulder so i went with that and it's gonna be awesome so but he didn't hit your stealth craft no she hit my uh aluma weld it was a piece of junk but it floated (laughs) well that's the nice thing about drift boats they're low maintenance you know you don't have to have any you know electronics or anything like that it's like you 
keep a half a decent you know coat of paint on it and you're good to go so i honestly thought nothing could happen in that boat <laughs> some drunk hit it going 65 <laughs> yeah they don't handle a lot of hidden hidden vehicles very well they'll, they'll take bouncing off rocks and stuff like that but um, so what kind of rods reels are you guys using up there uh, because it's you know it's basically landlocked salmon fishing so fours to six weights are pretty standard you know on the drift trips we'll pitch a lot more streamers and whatnot and uh, we do a lot of nymphing a lot of good dry fly fishing you know it's like i said it's a tail water so we get even you know cold water all season long so we get you know great dry fly activity in july and august you know the lower connecticut flows down through the uh, cow fields so we get a lot of hopper activities flying ants stuff like that so do the cows are they pre- prevented from going in the water uh, no, not so much, but we don't, you know, most of the cow fields down there, they'll have some cows in it, but it's mostly growing grown corn, corn for silage. So, so you, don't, you don't get a lot of wildlife down there other than, like, your black bears and, and deer and some bobcats and stuff like that, so. What about mice? I imagine they go after the corn niblets? We have a lot of mice, yeah. We got some really big browns, too, you know. Unfortunately, in the state of New Hampshire, we can only fish two hours after sunset, so it's not your best conducive for ripping, you know, mouse patterns and stuff like that, but... The state record brown came out of uh, below Lake Francis there, and that was over 16 pounds. Yeah, nice browns. Where can we find you guys online, website, social media? Uh, we're www.lobstick.com. So, yeah, and we're all over the place, Facebook, Twitter. We got it all. So, yeah. Let's go follow them, everybody. Website, and it's a great place to come up and go fishing. 300,000 acres of nature's playland. Yeah, so it's all public access, too. So, I mean... You just you know hop on the rivers and go for a hike and fish to your heart's content. So sounds better than DC. It's it's nice, yeah. But you guys got snakeheads, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, they don't eat though. That's the problem. <laughs> Hopefully the stealth craft will help us get it. <laughs> there you go. Guiding for snakeheads, snakehead adventures. That'd be pretty cool. We're um we're gonna probably paint the stealth craft with snakehead skin. Awesome. That'd be sweet. Yeah, you can actually get like a skin for your oars now too. So you can have like that whole snakehead thing for the oars. Absolutely. Great trips, man. You know, I'll, I'll guide you for trout. You can guide me down there. They'll be awake in about two months. There you go. Sweet. They're in the mud right now. No one knows where, but they they disappear when it's cold and then they just show up one day. No kidding. Yeah. So they go into like a hibernation during the winter time. You're just fishing for shad, and like a 36 inch fish will come up at your feet, take a gulp of air, and just go back down. That's cool. Nice. And if you like to eat fish, bring a cooler. Oh yeah. So what, for the snakehead? To eat the snakeheads or to eat, like, the other fish? Snakehead's, like, one of the, apparently the best eating fish you're going to find. Yeah. It's great for tacos and frying and oh, yeah. batter it, big, fluffy, yeah. white meat. It's like halibut. Really? Have you had one? Or are you just saying? We had the tournament. You guys yeah. should come and fish the tournament. It's, uh, cool. it's overnight. <laughs> yeah, it's 18 hours, so you guys yeah. can actually find out what it's like to fish overnight. Yeah. It's PotomacSnakehead.com. Yeah. And the weigh-in is all-you-can-drink beer, all-you-can-eat oysters, and all-you-can-eat snakehead. <laughs> Sweet. That's awesome. So when is that? should be in June. June. Sometime in June. Yeah, it's kind of a busy peak season. Peak season, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely peak season for us. So, But that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll give you my info. You come on down. Definitely, man. Yeah, I got your card, so we'll be looking you up. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, so we've got Randy Ratliff here, and we are at the Chota booth, but... You also guide down in Tennessee, so let's talk about your what you're doing here and corn relish. Well, thank you, Rob. I'm part of the Chota Outdoor Gear Pro Staff. Uh, I get paid to be a pro member, and you know it's a great way to make a living besides being a guide. But I get to attend these shows. I love attending the shows and promoting the Chota products, talking to the people. I'm just a people person, so that's what I love to do. Uh, my wife says it's amazing to watch me at a show 
She said, you know, somebody will come in and ask you a question. You spend 15 minutes explaining stuff to them, and the next guy asks the same question, and you're doing it again. So, But it's just something I love to do. I just love dealing with the people. That's what I've always done. Do you get any input on what comes out on the Chota gear? Yeah, they contact me about certain things, especially being a guide and having products on all day long. You know, what points do we need to look at for where, you know, guides guys going in and out of the boat, where's the wear pattern, what 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 are your customers saying, where are they having their most leaks at the neoprene, at the knee, at the butt, you know, the things like that. And then they also contact me on hey, we're looking at this new product, you know, what do you think about this? Is this going to be a crossover between hunting, fishing, things like that? And let's talk about your home waters. Where do you guide? I do the South Holston and Watauga Tail waters for trout in East Tennessee, and then I do the Holston proper for smallmouth. I'm lucky to have a smallmouth fishery that has year-round smallmouth fishing, 365 days a year. And then, as everyone knows, the South Holston is the premier brown trout tail water in the southeast. It hasn't been stocked with brown trout in over 10 years. It's naturally reproducing. There's two sections on the river that the state closes off. We're allowed to float through with our boats, but no rods in your hands. Nobody can fish it from the 1st of November to the end of January. Then the other two sections are protected by the landowners. Then there's two more sections that are open to the public, so the fish do get 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 abused in a little bit there. But, you know, there's so many good brown trout in that river that it's just amazing fishery. You've got one of the best-looking shore lunch pictures that I see. You want to talk about what you guys have for lunch? Yeah, some of the lunches that we do, you know, after so many years of guiding and working in factories as a machinist in the beginning of my life, I was tired of bologna and ham sandwiches. So uh, some of my premier, premier lunches for this past year, I do uh, shrimp and grits on the river. I can do low country shrimp and grits in about 15 minutes. I've worked with some chefs and some local cooks on how to do things. Uh, my wife makes a lot of homemade soups that we can and have it ready for the river. And we do gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches. One of them we're doing right now is a sourdough bread with Gruyere cheese, Granny Smith apples, and pear jam. And then she also makes a corn relish, which I know you love very much, and I need to send you some samples. But it's corn, green peppers, red peppers, and then it uses a bread and butter vinegar mixture in it, and then you can it, take it, and some blue corn chips, and it's just a great appetizer. The sound in the background is my belly grumbling. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, one of the other really good things that I'm doing is a lot of my clients are eating more healthy, uh, so we've we've kind of upgraded our menu to more of a little bit more of a vegetarian lifestyle. We're not going the vegan route or anything like that, and you know I don't want to make anybody mad by saying that, but you know a, a lot of people are getting back to healthier eating. I myself personally have done that. Uh, I've lost over 65 pounds in the last two years. I feel better. My clients that are eating better, they they last longer on the river. You know they have a more enjoyable day. So I've got a vegetarian chili that I've been serving that's really good. So a lot of times I just give the clients a menu base and they pick what they want. And then I've got other clients who request my wife's homemade chicken salad wraps. Uh, yeah, she takes a she takes a wheat wrap and she makes her own homemade chicken salad. It's got grapes and almonds and we bake the chicken breasts and stuff. Uh, I got some guys out of Indiana. This is their tenth year coming back with me and they request that every day, just about. So, you know, it's just I use, I use a big broad-based menu and just let the clients pick what they want. That's fantastic. Where can we find you online? Go to www.trout-fishers.net. That's my website that's up. It has all my lodging, all my pricing, some pictures, links to videos. It has a blog on there. 
Then I've got a new website that's in the process of coming online. It's easttnonthefly.com. Then I've also got three Facebook pages. I've got Randy Ratliff, I've got Trout Fishers Guide Service, and I've got East Tennessee on the Fly, and I've got some Twitter accounts too. So you can find me in all those places. Fantastic. I love when guides are all connected like that. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a long time. My daughter, that's what she went to school for, was communications degree. So she started working with me on, hey, Dad, you got a network here, you got a network there. And in the beginning, I was probably one of the first guides in East Tennessee to do a lot of marketing and networking, and it brought me a lot of business. And believe it or not, Facebook has become the biggest marketing tool there is. That's how I met you. So, you know, you just got to get out there and promote yourself. But you also got to let your clients speak for you. You know, I learned a long time ago from people like Lefty Cray, Bob Clouser, you know, don't blow your own horn. Let your clients, let your people speak to you. My best advertising is word of mouth. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much. It's a great interview. Super, yeah. All right, so we've got Doug, and he's from Sandpoint, Idaho, and his clothing line is Fincognito, and it's a pretty cool, very bright booth, so... Let's talk about what catches everyone's eye, who you are, and what you do. Sure. Thanks a lot, Rob. Um, yeah, we have a brand new company. It's called Fincognito, and we just launched it. Just got product in around Christmas time, so it's brand new. And uh, what we do is do performance uh, wearable fish art. So it's performance garments, all UPF 50, um, stretchy, uh, four-way stretch uh, items with sun protection, uh, wicking moisture management, um, you know, just great stuff that performs well in the outdoors. But also, we take uh, some of the top fishing artists, fly fishing artists in the uh, country. We do A.D. Maddox and Travis Sylvester and Ed Anderson out of Boise, Idaho. And uh, we take their art and put it in all-over print on the fishing garments. So you can get hoodies and crew necks, and uh, then we do it in hats and beanies, uh, neck gaiters, um, and also uh, scarves and headbands so that you can take that, uh, those fishing prints into the workplace or into your dressing up night out uh, as well. For, and we do men's and women's styles. It's a brand new company, and uh, it's been very well received. I think that uh, people are really responding to the brightness, as you said, of the colors. Um, walk into a fly shop, you see a lot of uh, grays and khakis and greens, but this will definitely brighten the, the place up. And uh, you can check us out on fincognito.com. And it's all SPF? SPF 50, yeah. And so, uh, and, and then on top of that, we do things like wicking moisture management uh, additives that help the moisture transfer uh, away from the skin. And um, we have cooling fabrics that actually uh, pull the ambient air temperature closer to your skin and your, your 98.6 temperature away from your skin. So it feels cooler to you when you wear it out in the sun. And then... Uh, and we also have antimicrobial treatments as well. So if you do get sweaty in one and you throw it under your car seat for a week, it's not going to grow mold on it. Which one are you wearing right now? This is a Slough Creek Cutthroat Trout. And it's A.D. Maddox's um, interpretation of a, a, a very spectacular-looking fish that's caught up in the uh, northern part of the Yellowstone uh, National Park. And, and uh, it's very bright and vivid. It's, got, uh, it's, it's yellow. It's, uh, people think it looks almost like a cheetah. But, uh, yeah, it's got her signature on the bottom, and uh, it's one of the six uh, prints that we're offering in the apparel line right now. This is your first show? Uh, actually, I did the Denver show two weeks ago, and that was our first show uh, to the public. And it did so well that we decided to come east, and this is my first trip out east. And uh, I'll tell you, the people in New Jersey have been uh, really receptive so far because this has uh, blown me away. Is everyone in Denver high? 
Uh, you'd think so sometimes. They're at least a mile high, but uh, yeah, you wonder. Um, you know. It's legal there now. It, it is. We did not uh, smell anything on the floor, but uh, you know, I lived in Denver for 10 years back before it was legal, and uh, you know, it never, people were uh, pretty private about it then, and I think they probably are now too. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, I think Frito-Lay is going to have a banner year in the Denver area. <laughs> Lots of people with the munchies out there in the Mile High City. You're in Sandpoint, Idaho now? Yeah, it's uh, very far northern panhandle of Idaho. I'm about 60 miles from Canada, 30 miles from Montana, 30 miles from Washington. So north of Coeur d'Alene up there. It's absolutely beautiful. A lot of great fly fishing rivers and uh, you know, just great uh, easy jumping off point to BC and some of the great rivers up there too. And we went to a brewery and I had a huckleberry ale that was so good. The huckleberry uh, picking up there in Sandpoint is amazing. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, full of antioxidants like a blueberry and just tastes great. And we get them all the time up there. Yeah, it was just a, a fresh pale ale that they put, like, blended huckleberries in. Was that was, local beer or was that from? It's like Sandpoint Brewing Company. Oh, yeah, yeah, it might have been Laughing Dog or um, we have, we, we, it could have been Laughing Dog or uh, uh, we also have McDuff's, which is a local brewery, that uh, brew pub that sells only in their own place there but laughing dogs really made uh, great inroads all over the northwest Fantastic. all right well thanks so much for talking and everyone go check out the stuff thanks rob thank you so we're with shoe fly you guys heard about them from the salmon river podcast the dad with the three boys and they had these rods you know we hooked salmon and steelhead with them so let's talk with the guy who makes them this is skip Hi, uh, my name is Skip Storch, and I'm president and owner and designer Shoe Fly Fly Rods and Reels. And these young uh, men came into the, uh, the showroom and looked at how we made them and everything, and, and we basically uh, got them all set up through one of our dealers. And the next thing I know, I'm getting all these pictures coming back to me from the Salmon River with these monster trout, big brownies, rainbows, sloppy salmon everything they had the greatest and they constantly just contact me and just like everybody else and say how happy they are where are you located well our uh, main showroom is in nanuet new york just outside of manhattan and uh, we have uh, approximately 80 dealers around the country that uh, carry our rods that we make and custom rods you can get i mean these you want to go through two-handers, single-handers? There's also spin. We have uh, spay rods. We have switch rods. We have 10-foot, 11-foot, 9-foot. We have uh, uh, spinning rods. We have whatever it is, salt water. It doesn't matter. We just make it all. We love fishing. And I can tell you I've seen these rods in action, and the prices are fantastic. Um, and the warranty is? It's unconditional lifetime. Your sister steps on it. Just call us up at the showroom. Let's say you break a tip. Doesn't matter. After you stop crying on the phone, we'll just uh, hit you for $25 to ship you a new tip section. Now, if Dad runs over the whole the whole uh, rod, then it's going to cost you 50 bucks. Don't send it back. We'll just send you a whole new rod. Just call us up. We, we go on the honor system. So, and you know what? We've been very fortunate. I don't think we've been burnt once. But just gives us a call, and you get a whole new rod, 50 bucks, less the tube. And uh, that's about it. Where can we find you guys online? www.shoofly.com. And it's S-H-U-F-L-Y. S-H-U hyphen F-L-Y. Hyphen. Got to get the hyphen in there. You got to do a little hyphen. If you don't hyphen, you don't hyphen. Yeah, Mr. Hyphen made that, and that's his signature 
mark that he made back in the day, so you have to give him respect. All right, well, thank you so much, Stu. It was, it was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you. All right, so we have uh, Tucker Carlson. He's been to some Tidal Potomac Fly Riders beard ties and bump into him here at the uh, Helene Waters booth. How's it going? Oh, couldn't be better. And how's, uh, how's New York treating you now that you've left D.C. for part of the week? I'm, I'm here on the weekends, and it's very uh, concrete. Not, that's not a metaphor. It's literally a lot of concrete. <laughs> not a lot of water. So, no, the people are nice. The food is great. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I like the outdoors a lot. Did you take the train back and forth? Yeah, I take the train. I take the Acela. You just see water the whole time? I stare out the window like a golden retriever on a road trip. I just with my jaw open, looking at the urban decay and the untapped aquatic resources between Manhattan and D.C. There are a lot, actually. A lot of estuaries. A lot. And a lot of it looks to me like good smallmouth water. I'm just guessing. I've never fished any of it. And when you're back in D.C., do you get a chance to wet a line? I, I, I mean, I fish a lot. I try to fish a lot. Um, I, don't, I still don't fish in the Potomac that much. I go down to Florida a lot. I, I, I live in Maine in the summertime. I fish both those places a, a ton. But, and I fish West Virginia a lot for trout um, and for smallmouth, uh, my two favorite fish. But I have never been very successful in the Potomac, and that's why I need to call you. Tidal Basin. I know, but every time I fish in the Tidal Basin, I see people I know, and I get embarrassed. There's also the gardens, the Constitution Gardens, but they have the big fish kill this year. I've fished, con- well, see, I, I say I don't fish in D.C. because I don't want anyone to see me, but yes, of course, I've fished. I, I, I taught my son to fly fish, actually, when he was a little kid at the, at the uh, Constitution Gardens, and we fished by the airport a lot um, on the outflow or a rising tide. You just got to wear that, like, Groucho Marx glasses with a mustache. <laughs> Last time I fished the airport, Roaches Run, I'm sitting there just standing in hip boots, knee-deep in the water, and a, and a friend of mine rides by from Alexandria to work on his bike, stops and says, what, are you fishing at the airport? And I, I was so ashamed of myself, I don't know why, because I guess I should have been working, that I never did it again. The weird thing about that spot, there's a snowy owl that has migrated from, like, he came down with the Arctic blast and lives at the airport now. Oh, I, I totally believe that. I, I haven't been down. I'll tell you what I obsess over, though. When I, I fly into DCA at least once a week, and I always have a window seat, and I look out at the tidal pool across from Roach's Run, and I've forgotten the name of it. Um, the, the big pond is Roach's yeah. Run. Oh, the big, rather, the big pond is Roach's Run. I fish the outflow, typically. But I fish that pond a bunch of times, Roach's Run. And I've seen what were either sturgeon or gar. They almost ran into gar. Yeah, three footers. That's June and July. Oh, I want to catch gar. So easy. Are they really? Gar is so easy to catch at that time of year. So are you using like broom flies? I'm using nylon clousers. Right. So the clousers have a hook on them because something comes up and eats it. You you want it to have a hook. Yeah, they're same on the Occoquan. You can pick the one you want to cast to. Really? Yeah, they're, they're pretty dumb. Oh, I want to. What do they like to tie into? Do they fight? Yeah. They're slimy fighters. You've got to have a big net and some gloves because their gills and their uh, scales will cut you. Right. Yeah, they're pretty primitive. Okay. Well, I, see, I need to go out with you. That's why. I'm, I'm, I'm a helpless child on the Potomac. There's a guy I know who caught 37 snakeheads in there two years ago. 37 snakeheads? On spinning gear, yeah. And Justin Roach's run. See, I don't, I don't do. I think spinning gear is immoral. Never touch it. I have no interest in it. But we have gotten one snake hit in there, and we've had one come up and look at a fly. So wow. In there. I was having a conversation with my friend Matt Labash, who's a crazed, obsessed fly fisherman today as I was driving here. We were talking about snakehead, and apparently they're in the Patuxent. 
the guy who figures out the snakehead fly and the way to catch snakehead will be as rich as the guy who figures out a mullet fly, which is the other fish I'm obsessed with catching on a fly. Um, how great would that be? I've been working on those damn snakeheads. It's an average of one every three and a half years for me since they've been in the river, so it's not that good luck. If you're a professional fly fishing guide and you're catching one every three and a half years, there's a disconnect. But remember, people didn't think permit were catchable on a fly until 40 years ago. So someone's going to break the snakehead code. I think it should be you, Rob. I'm working on it. Oh, how great would that be? If you can make it for the tournament, that's in June also. It's a snakehead tournament? In uh, Indian Head, yeah. It's like 18-hour tournament, and then the weigh-in is the Sunday, and it's all you can eat, all you can drink, snakeheads, oysters, and beer. All I, I just want to tie into a snakehead. Yeah. They're, and don't they, like, run on shore and try and scamper away? Not these ones. The ones in Florida can move on land, but, yeah, they're, they can still, like, scamper. I mean, they can flop around. And you can, if you don't have, like a, like, a stringer, we've put them under a pile of rocks, like 20-pound rocks, and they've gotten out and flipped back in the water. Well, I'm going to announce my intention to break the law right here and now. I am not going to kill the snakehead I catch. Because I think they're a cool game fish, and I don't think there's anything we can do about their presence. And as long as they're here, we might as well enjoy them and treat them like a resource. I agree. Lemonade out of lemons. Amen. Why not? All right. Well, I'll let you get going. Thanks for joining us. Good to see you, Rob. Yeah. All right. So now we're at the Right Bobbin booth with Lyle. Let's talk about your products. My listeners know that I've recently converted over to Right Bobbin and hopefully start getting rid of all the old ones and including Right Bobbins in. So let's talk about the product, why fly tires like your product so much. Well, first of all, thanks for using our bobbin. And, uh, well, our bobbin is uh, unique in that it's an adjustable tension fly tying bobbin. It puts a a spring squeeze drag on the outside of the spool. And what that gives a fly tire is excellent thread control and uh, control over its tension. Uh, With our bobbin... Fly tire isn't required to uh, bend in the arms of the Y-arm bobbin with the plier to add tension. Uh, He just simply has a little click-drag disc on the side of the bobbin, very simple to use and easy to load, and that's how he uh, loads the bobbin and uh, adjusts the tension. So the beginners like it because they never break the thread. It can be set so that uh, it'll release like a drag at the maximum tension that the thread will allow and uh, then you get heavier threads and uh, more advanced tires like it basically for the same reason they don't break thread but they also can adjust it and they get uh, superb tension control with the bobbin and that's really what fly tying is all about is uh, control your thread when you when you break that thread it's it pisses me off every time Uh, so let's talk about the different models you guys have your well, we have two basic uh, trout fly, we call them bobbins, a standard and a shorty. And they are, are uh, very popular, particularly the standard bobbin. We sell them all over the world. The standard and shorty are the same bobbin except for length, and it's just a tie- fly tire's choice, uh, what feels better to him in his hand on those two. Then we have three other models. We have one we call a mag, which is the longest uh, commercially available bobbin that we're aware of at least, and primarily used for the bigger flies. Uh, People use it for saltwater patterns, bass patterns, and uh, pike flies, things like that. It's a long bobbin. They're made of surgical stainless, 
and they uh, provide a lot of leverage so you can really uh, bear down on the fly with that bobbin because of all the leverage in the stainless. Then our uh, other in that series is called a Surmag, and it's basically the same bobbin. It's a longer shank bobbin, only on this one we put in a what we call a zirconia ceramic insert, which is the, the uh, thread tube. It's, the zirconia is the most impact and wear resistant of all ceramics. Uh, unfortunately for us, I guess, the most expensive, but it's the best ceramic, and we own the manufacturing rights to that tube, so uh, we're proud of that, and, and uh, we've never had one wear out in probably 100,000 bobbins over 22 years. Our newest product is called a half-inch mag, and on this one we use surgical stainless barrel. It's tapered, and it allows the tire to make its half-inch and whip-finish nuts right on the bobbin. So then the tire can basically save a little time and eliminate a tool, and it's become a very popular bobbin. It's the most recent in our line. So that's pretty much the rundown on our stuff. Um, we sell on uh, at shops, of course, and uh, online. Or they're not hard to find, and uh, they all carry a lifetime guarantee. So if tire ever has an issue with our bobbin, we guarantee them for life. Fantastic. And one of the things I really like is the kind of sticky rubber hand grip there. Keeps it nice and easy to hold on to. Well, we use two different uh, styles of grips, uh, a vinyl on our trout fly, the standard shorty, and then on the half-inch bobbin, our new bobbin, we've gone to a, an O-ring setup. Uh, the O-rings can be used as a thread keeper so that when you're not tying, you can wedge the thread between the O-rings, and then you won't snag it. Hopefully your bobbin will be all strung up and ready to roll the next time you tie. Uh, we also color them. gives them a little bit of color, and uh, also it, we change colors so it's easy to tell the bobbins one from the other. Thanks so much. Where can we find you guys online? Well, we're easy to find. It's just writebobbin.com, and it'll lead you right to our site. And uh, we have our dealer list on there, international and domestic. Or uh, you can buy them from our site, too. But we like to see uh, fly tires buy from their local shop. Thanks so much. All right, let's do a little catch-up here. We have Bo Beasley, who is at the TFO booth. What brings you to Temple Fork Outfitters booth? Well, I got invited to uh, be here at the, in the TFO booth at the Somerset Show just to talk to the public about fishing in general and to answer anybody's questions about access or other other issues fishing related that came up had a great time this weekend had a really good turnout and uh thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed myself and just enjoying the show how's the crowd so far the crowd has been great on i was really surprised friday the turnout was really strong uh, much stronger than i anticipated and today it's been very steady too uh, despite the fact that it snowed today evidently people in the great state of new jersey are not intimidated by snow at all i guess they're kind of used to it this was like a blizzard but back home for us i mean if this was shut down oh uh, yeah we, we'd, we'd be shutting the interstate down back home here they kind of shrug and just go about their business and they're uh you know these are hardcore anglers i've spoken to people from all over the place uh today so it's a good turnout. This is always a good show, and I uh, enjoy meeting all the people here. And how's Steve treating you? He never jumps on. He's too shy. Well, Steve, Steve Monahan is the TFO rep for the Mid-Atlantic and uh, is a wealth of technical knowledge when it comes to 
fishing TFO rods. He's just a little nervous about being on air, but he's uh, well-versed in the product line, whether it's BBK or whether it's their Finesse series or the Professional series, or if you're interested in saltwater rods, their Mangrove series. And, of course, for the Spay guys, the Dan DeValaites in the crowd, the uh, Deer, Deer Creek rods. Yeah, more Deer Creeks on the Salmon River every year. Yeah, it's very popular, very popular stick. All right, well, I'm going to keep heading down the aisle. Catch up with you later. That's right. Come back and see us. Thanks. All right, so we're back at uh, Stealthcraft here with Dallas. So, Dallas, tell us what makes your boats better than other people's. Well, the design of of the boats, actually, with the plastic core, um, the actual product that makes the boat, makes the boat float better in the water, just just rides like an ice cube on water it's just slick as heck easy to row and it tracks so well in the water and there's so much space in this it's not even funny it's silly how much space is in here oh yeah it's definitely like a cruise ship when you're going on the water and the thing is it's not much bigger than any other boat out there it's just the design of the walk through i would call it the cabin area it's just so much easier to walk around you could catch a hook a fish in the front of the boat and walk all the way to the back and land it in the back no problem what kind of light bulbs? We got blue and green starboard and port. So if my light goes out, is that something I can pick up at Lowe's, Home Depot? I think you can easily get it there. We can easily ship it out to you. You know, it's not not anything that's really hard to fix. It's just a plug and play type thing. And I had another question. Oh, so the battery. I'm not gonna be able to keep my boat parked near like where I live. It's gonna be probably like at the antique store down the street. Can I use one of those battery pack chargers you keep in your trunk? that can charge your battery like from your car you, you can our, our actually system comes with the uh plug and play type thing where you just plug it out plug it to an outlet i'm not gonna have an outlet to plug it into no um is there a storage facility that has any kind of electrical or anything like that i could probably drive up somewhere how long does it take to charge about four hours if when it's completely dead um, so what we do is if we're sitting at the hotel we run a cord right outside the hotel if they don't have any anything on the outside um, and we look for outlets. If you stop at a gas station or whatever, have something to eat, we park it and we can plug it right into the gas station. Not even know we're going because they have got you know outlets on the outside for doing you know work around the place. Something I need to figure out and work on. Right on. It's it's, it's easy. I mean, once you once you use it a couple of times, you actually figure it out. The, the thing about that battery charger, that's for a, a short charge, you know, just to get a car started. You know, this is you're actually trying to power this thing all the thing up to the so. What model do we have on display today? This is the 16-foot Superfly. Um, I think uh, PK here's got, uh, Scott's got the uh, 16-foot uh, all-terrain boat. I think that's what you're getting. You got it? He was doing the whole uh, Instagram, just videos one day, and I was like, you know what? That's, that's sold it for me. And I called up Mike. I'm like, all right, we got to do it now. Let's get it. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's an incredible boat. I call it the cruise ship. You know, you, you have, you know, party in, the br- party in the front and business in the back or either way. It's a mullet boat for sure. It's definitely a mullet boat. I mean, you, you could put so much stuff in there. We've had four guys in there, enough beer for four days, and all of our fishing gear. And that was just for one day's fishing? Well, yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> and you guys drove it here? Is this a client, customer picking this one up? This is a client. We actually brought two boats up. Um, this uh, this Superfly is the one uh, being picked up tomorrow. We have a, in the parking lot. We have a 16-foot ATB that uh, Mike here, standing next to us, is uh, going to drive home tonight. He's uh, up from upstate New York. Fantastic! All right. Well, thank you so much. That's some some extra good information for the podcast. Oh, you're welcome.
thanks for listening to this podcast. It was uh, a fun and exhausting weekend. The show is rather large, and walking around it is quite exhausting. It's not the softest of bottoms. It's always uh, appreciative when you get to a booth that has a nice foamy mat to stand on. I'll, I'll name Rio as one of those. Speaking of Rio, there's a lot of people I just didn't get a chance to get on the podcast. So there was Rio, there were tires, there were speakers. Some people just didn't want to speak on the podcast. Um, you know, I'd go to a booth without the mic and be like, hey, I'm going to come by in like a little bit. You want to do a podcast? Like, oh, yeah, man, come on by. And you go back, either they're busy with somebody or they're on a bathroom break, they're getting a beer, or they're doing a a lecture in one of the, the rooms or presentation. So there were so many more people that I wanted to get on this podcast that just it didn't happen. Maybe I can get them on at another time, but there are a couple that I really enjoyed. I think you're going to really like, or, or uh, I hope you liked the uh, Aaron Jasper one and the Dr. Adams. I think those were two of my favorites. I'm glad that the folks from Maine pulled me aside and, and uh, talked. Otherwise I probably wouldn't have gotten them on the podcast. If it's not somebody I already know, it's more of I just make contact, eye contact with them as I walked by. But I, I think we got a good amount here, almost two hours of listening pleasure. I appreciate producer Jason splicing these together. There were some issues recording, so I had to do these in multiple formats. Um, but the weekend was absolutely exhausting. I'm looking forward to the Lancaster show where I'll be uh, in Lancaster and Winston-Salem. where I'll be sitting down and tying. I've been tying for about a week straight, filling up boxes of damsels, helgramites, sliders, nymphs, streamers, etc. I've been organizing all the fly tie material. If you have gone to the blog, you see that I bought a huge amount of fly tie material from the Tight Lines Fly Shop. Now, definitely this year at the Jersey Show, there were fewer vendors. My first year, four years ago, I had a lot more opportunities to buy some really good tie material that you can't really find. Now it's mostly what I can get out of the dollar bins at tight lines. Everything from got a partridge skin for $6. I got a bunch of super hair for clousers. I picked up a bunch of um, pseudo kind of synthetic hair for my gar flies. Been tying those up for next weekend. Got a bunch of stuff for shad flies because shad's around the corner. I hope that there's some shad anglers at the next two show that want to buy flies because if people don't buy my flies, then I can't break even from the weekend. And I think this year there was definitely more, um, there were new vendors, uh, Smith fly. There were some others to, you know, I forget at this moment. Um, but also just a lot more destination travel. So those booths were pretty huge and I feel like we could have had a couple more tires fit in, maybe some more fly shops some vendors, but all in all fantastic weekend. I'm so glad I went. Couldn't have been more fun. The weather was great. I love it when it snows. It was great hanging out with the Healing Waters family from Tamar and Richard to Andy, David, Dan. Uh, hashtag Jersey Salad for Dan. And yeah, so please go and check out some of my pictures at flyfishingconsultant.blogspot.com. And you can also follow me at the next show on Twitter at Rob Snow White. I probably won't be posting too much on Facebook. That's a little more difficult from my phone, but also be on Instagram, which is just Rob Snow White. Also, speaking of Instagram, I got to meet Andrea Larco. If you don't know her, you really need to follow her. She is an absolute brilliant artist. 
And by the time I found her, I didn't have the microphone and I couldn't find her again to get the interview. But she's she's fascinating. Go find Andrea Larco on Instagram and Twitter. That's it. I really appreciate y'all listening. And I've got to go and finish preparing for the Winston-Salem show. Jason, thanks so much for splicing this together. I'll see you at Lancaster. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. This has been a production of Freestone Media.